Hello there, friends. Head on over to jointhenerdclan.com to get all kinds of great bonus material and extras from Blake and I, whether it's Blake's book club, which he's covering right now, Voyager, in the Outlander book series, or our Keep Calm and Crown On. It's um, actually on this week. Those of you who have Netflix, The Crown Season 4 is on, and we are binging it and binge podcasting it, or even the After Dark bonus episodes, which we will be doing tonight after this live show. There's a ton that you don't want to miss out on, and it's all happening at the Nerd Clan. So go to jointhenerdclan.com and become part of the best community on the interwebs. And he said some things that I just can't stop thinking about. You know, about what it was like as a black kid growing up in our family with white parents, you know, and, and white siblings and how it must have felt for him and how unseen he felt. Unseen? Okay, mom and dad were obsessed with Randall. All we tried to do was get five minutes a day with them when they weren't paying attention to Randall. Kev, we don't even talk to him about this stuff, though. You know, and we don't talk to him about what it, what it was like or, or what it's still like for him. Okay. Look, I'm not an idiot, okay? I... I understand it probably wasn't a walk in the park to be the only black kid in that fancy private school he went to, but let's not sit here and pretend that mom and dad did anything wrong, okay? I'm just saying, we all have stuff from our past that we're still dealing with, okay? And that's Randall, you, and me. What does that mean? Nothing. Honestly, I'm just tired. It's been a really long day. Honestly. Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us Too. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and honestly, I hate this podcast. <laughs> Honestly. You're welcome, world. Oh my goodness. You're gracious. welcome for that. You know, hey, in the spirit of the episode. In the spirit of honestly. In the spirit of honestly. When it, when it totally means you're just lying straight up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's uh that's what that is. Um yeah. wow, what what an episode. Something um that you know it there's a lot of struggle in this episode, whether it yes. is actually being able to communicate properly uh, or uh, finding ways to overcome uh, parental issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things, uh, as we are always want to do on this podcast, is talk about stories. Talk Ooh, about yes. something that uh, how we relate to this episode of This Is Us. And the way that I'll say that I related to this episode, because it is my turn and I will take it, mm. um, is, of course, what Jack and Rebecca went through. Oh, the yes. cry it out method. Oh, let me take a seat. Oh, Hold on, man. Uh, let me take a drink. Let me. Anybody got any bourbon in I've the got world? La Croix. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know our son was uh, very, very, very colicky. Uh, the doctor said it was one of the worst cases he's seen. Uh, and uh, our doctor was old. I mean, not Doctor K old, but old, and he's I seen mean, a lot of kids. He's kind of Dr. K. That's <laughs> it's true. Uh, I wish I could have just spent a night on his couch, just like Jack did at one point. But right? um, yeah, the doctor was 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 pretty uh, helpful and you know tried mm-hmm. the best that he could. And uh, it was hard, man. And a lot of people were just saying that, hey, that's just how kids are. They cry, you know, like, and that's just how things go. That and was the worst. That was the worst. And nobody, everybody thought we were just... First time parents. First time parents, and we weren't paying attention, and we we had, we you know oh it's it's not bad, and it was not that it was it, it was, was bad it was bad. Anyway, but in addition to the colic, in addition to the colic, we our son you know had a hard time like most kids or, or a lot of kids having a hard time falling asleep. Yeah, and I remember in our little apartment <laughs> in Providence, two feet away with him in the next room over, Mary and I decided yeah okay. 
Zit. Like held hands, we just we, like we Jack and Rebecca. Hands. Like we we've got it. And uh, we said, okay, this is it. We're going to do it. And this was after many, many of, I wouldn't say fights, but strong conversations. Tired, exhausted, yeah. emotion-filled conversations. Yeah, yeah. It was, oh man, it was tough. Uh, it was tough. And uh, that first night was brutal. Yeah. For anyone who is going through cry it out or sleep training, oh, man, what I is feel, your... I feel for you. What would be like your tip if you could, Blake? Um, Normally it, we would say get mom out of the house. Yeah, definitely get mom out of the house. You can't because it's a pandemic. <laughs> can't, go, can't go out. You can't get out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a good Outlander cast reference for all you people uh, for Mary and Blake Hall of Fame moment. Um... Yeah, my well, my first piece of advice is if you're going to have the cry it out method is if you have neighbors that live above you or next to you, get them a bottle of whiskey mm-hmm. and some earplugs. And apologize. And apologize <laughs> in advance. Uh, and then for you, uh, try your best. I mean, it sucks. It, it sucks hard. There's there's no way around it, man. Yeah. Uh, and I remember Mary looking at me being like, what are we doing? It, it, was, it was almost the... It was the same yeah. exact thing that happened on the show yeah. that happened to us. And uh, Mary looking at me like she wanted to just choke the life out of me uh, for saying, no, we're not doing mm-hmm. this. We're letting him cry it out. And our kid had and still has pipes. Uh, and it was rough. It was rough. I, I will yeah. never forget that. And th- it was like three, four hours of just brutal like if movie theaters are open if you are looking for advice and movie theaters are open in your area maybe go see a movie go see like an eight or nine o'clock movie yes and let your partner who the baby is not attached to uh put the baby down yeah. because my children we still to this day say it like my kids can smell me <laughs> if true. i'm out of the house they are completely fine they give no problems for daddy for going to bed and then if i tiptoe in and they've already been asleep no joke they like smell me or something and they just start screaming or they wake up. Mom, can you tuck me in? I'm like, it's midnight. What right. do you mean tuck you in? You went to bed four hours ago. But good story, Blake. Yeah, yeah. no, it was it was rough. And uh, but we got through it. And the we next did. the next day it was only an hour. And then the next day after that, it was like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he actually really has been pretty good with his sleeping. Like, yes. He's gone to bed on his own. He's did his. We did the whole you know, hold them thing. We did the whole no I did no the thing cry. that Rebecca did, like hold and then slide and yeah. feel like amazing. It was all garbage. It's all garbage. No, it's not all garbage. It is. It's, it's just that everybody needs to find what works for them. That, uh, That's yes. the kind I will, parent response. I will, gi- I will give that to you. Thank you. Fine. <laughs> all right, let's get into the show. Oh, before we do, actually, we wanted to remind you that you can find Blake and I and all of our different social media outlets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We also have a slew of other podcasts that we do, The Potterverse, um, we do Outlander. Currently, we are doing a binge episode podcast of The Crown. It's called Keep Calm and Crown On, and it's only available at jointhenerdclan.com. That's for our patrons who, out of the goodness of their hearts, support all of the endeavors that Blake and I do. So thank you once again. You can check that out at jointhenerdclan.com or all of our other podcasts at maryandblake.com. All right, now let's get into the show. You know, it's okay, Mary. We've, We've done four podcasts today and we've watched a lot of TV over the past two days. Uh, between podcasting and TV watching, we have actually spent 7, 14, 18 hours podcasting and watching television it's over the past couple of days. I like, like you and you days. like me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. This is a lot. It's it, a lot. A it, lot of screen time. It is a lot of screen time. It's more than we're used to. Uh, but I, you know what? I'm enjoying it. I really love it. And if you are a fan of The Crown and you want to hear Mary and I opine about it and all, all things Betty and uh, all things Diana and Charles and all that other stuff, go to jointhenerdclan.com. Yes. Check it out. It's it, We're having a lot of fun doing we The are. Crown, especially doing it live time. We're watching it and then going straight into podcasting. Yes. There's no break, no nothing. It's actually really cool. All right. The writer, I'm sorry, the director, well, the title. Whoa. Look at your brain. <laughs> it's been a long couple of days, ladies and gents. Uh, the title for this episode is 
honestly, which as we heard at the beginning of our podcast episode, what that is in reference to. Mm-hmm. And when somebody says honestly, that means they're lying. The director was Ken Olin, who has directed a cabillion, as always, mm-hmm. episodes of This Is Us. And the writer was Elon Mastai. Now, I, 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 I don't remember seeing this name b- before, no. but I will say uh, they've written the, actually the episode Sorry, uh, which was last yeah. season. Uh, I don't remember seeing this name before, but it, it that, that's well the name done. that's there. Yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. So, what, Mary, what is your lemonade rating for this episode? I would give this episode a 4.7, maybe 4.8. Yeah, I'd say 4.8. Really? Is. Yeah. That's different from what your uh, from what the document says here, Mavin. I didn't update the document. Oh. I didn't write in it. You just copied it from last episode. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I'll say 4. Point, uh, yeah, I'll do 4.8. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, that's an, an aggressive rating from our conversations that we had earlier today okay. uh, in our little pre-show meeting. You, uh, <laughs> you, I think you were you were less bullish on this. You were less in on this episode than what you're what you're letting in on right you, now. I will get into that. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, mine is uh, a four. Four. Um, it is slightly better, I think, than the last episode. Uh, of course, I love Jack and Rebecca. I love seeing them as parents. I love them dealing. I love Bearded Jack. Bearded Jack is the best Jack. I concur. I love Beard Jack. Um, but I, I love how this is... Baby Dad Jack. Yeah, I love how this... Beard Jack reminds me to be a good husband and a good dad. Sure does. There was a moment, that, there, there was a moment today when, <laughs> when I, I got home... I was doing, I think I got us lunch or something in the middle of all the podcasting. Yeah. And Mary was down here in the studio doing work and she comes upstairs after doing some of the work. Yep. And I come home, I got food in my hands. I'm, I'm like, okay, here we go. We're going to get this, we're going to get the thing done. We're going to, we're going to watch some more. We're going to podcast more. She goes, do you know where the scissors are? And I said, no, I don't. But I know that there's some down in the, in the studio. Why don't you go grab them? She goes, yeah. Can you go grab them for me? I just came up. I just came up. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> Marvin, I got food in my hands. What are you talking about? You just came up. Get the scissors. Well, you knew where they were downstairs. And I swear on everything holy in this world, I thought about Bearded Jack. Good. And I said, Bearded Jack, Bearded Jack would, get the, would get the fracking scissors. You would. So and I'll Blake get, did. I'll get the damn scissors. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I give this a 4-4. Four, four. Uh, again, like last episode, it's chicken. But it's chicken with like a little bit of extra sauce. How about like... Thai chicken satay sticks. Uh, yes. See, a slight, a slight upgrade on normal chicken. Chicken on a stick with some yummy sauce. Yeah, I, I'll, I I'll dig take it. that. So that's what this is: chicken on a stick with some yummy sauce. I dig it. And okay. uh, and I just like how this is um, trying to dissect parenting and what do you have to do to be a good parent what do you have to do to take care of your children how do you take care of them and the different philosophies behind that and it's not taking a stance one way or the other it's, it's neither right nor wrong jack is not right he's not wrong either and same thing goes for rebecca she's not right but she's not wrong in the same instance mm. and i like what the show is is doing that it's remaining a little agnostic about that it's mm. just letting you decide what your parenting skill which is. is the proper response i would agree uh mary <laughs> you're gbg you're good you're bad and you're great okay so my good is the time that we got to see kevin and randall doing the studying together I mean, we're just really missing out on these tender Kevin Randall moments. We had so much, and now it's just been awkward and sad and hard, and I just really appreciate having those moments with the color-coded, and then to see Kevin later on in life, yeah. you know, as he's prepping for those lines using the color-coded, I just I just loved it. Um, my bad is something that I am very, very confused about. What's that? Kate's test. Teenage Kate's test. Okay which is a positive pregnancy test at the end of the episode. Yes. But when she's pulling out the box, it's an ovulation test. Is it really? Yes. Stop it. Swear to God. So either, I mean, we, we need to have a moment 
We need to have a moment because this episode came together very last minute. You know what I mean? Like yeah. literally like editing was happening last minute and we know that the cast and crew and everybody has been pulling this all together and they have done a phenomenal job. Pandemic or not, this would have been phenomenal so far. But um, So I don't know if the ovulation box was an accident in the props department. <laughs> some, some guy named Joe. Hey, Joe, hey, go get us a pregnancy yeah. test. Yeah. Yeah, CVS is down the road. Yep. And he's like, okay, here you go, guys. Exactly. <laughs> Is that what happened? Or are we being led to believe that at one point, Kate had an ovulation test and was trying to get pregnant? I feel like that is some pretty heavy... I mean, it's This Is Us. Yeah, but I the way that this is, it, it, at least it appears, the logical thing was, is yes. that she's pregnant. So I'm going to say she is pregnant. Like the there, it's what she's holding is she's not holding an ovulation test. Yeah, she's holding a pregnancy test that says she is pregnant. The box that she gets out of the little bag yeah. is an ovulation test. Right. Okay. So that's what I'm saying is that like either these were two different things, and she had an ovulation test and was on purpose either trying to get pregnant or trying to avoid to get pregnant. Like maybe trying to have sex when she's not ovulating. Um, and then there was a pregnancy test or it was just a little snafu. But the way that it was edited, it made me feel like that was supposed to still be the pregnancy box, the pregnancy test box that mm. she goes in, gets a test, goes pees on the stick. It's positive. So it just didn't make sense to me. Mm. And then my, yeah, right? Interesting. I know. Interesting. I mean, it can work, and I, now we're just going to wait till 2021 to find out. It's some pretty, it's some pretty heavy. Like, you got to take some jumps. Because, like, even if it feels like a mistake, it feels it, it feels exactly. like the Starbucks Cup and in, in, in Game of Thrones. That's what. But it feels here's what's like. cool. I mean, it is kind of like the Starbucks Cup. But on the flip side, if if the writers now are like, oh shoot, man, that was a ovulation test. Okay, how are we going to weave that in? <laughs> Because even if she had an ovulation test in her room, it's not like that's a thing to hide a pregnancy test in that's appropriate. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be like, oh, mom, I'm not having sex. What's this? Don't worry, mom. It's just just an ovulation test, not a pregnancy test. Like, it still (laughs) equals that you're having sex. Right. So, I don't know. We'll just see where that goes. And then, um, my great, my great... As silly as it sounds, I had so much fun watching Randall. Oh, yeah. Taking off his shirt, knowing that he was being videoed. Blake and I both were like screaming in awkwardness, like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. (laughs) And I feel like anyone else watching the show who's loved these characters that long felt that way as well, that you were squirming with uncomfortable feelings for Randall as well. And I just loved that. Right, right. Uh, before I get into my GBG, for those of you who are watching the live stream right now, I have to say that Mary and I, we're, we're matching. We're, we're very uh, David and Moira shit oh, yes. in Shit's Creek at the moment. Yes. Uh, in that it was completely I need unintentional. Like, uh, this is for, for Rachel who's watching, but she needs something completely flashy. Okay. <laughs> and you need to, don't talk like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> got her sunglasses on. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I need like a little bag or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. That was really good, Mary. Thank you. All right. Uh, so, my good. Randall. Rand- poor Randall. I just poor cringed. Randall? I, I cringed in my soul. Oh, I know. Watching him start taking... Uh, off his shirt mm. and just knowing what was going to happen. I mean, he's got the bod for it. Oh yeah, no. If there's if there's any man in the world that's capable of doing what he's doing, Sterling K. Brown. It's Sterling. K. They were like, we Sir, need to make use you of this bod. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and we don't want you to be having like dad mom sex scenes. So, so how can you we... do you. Yeah, you, you go out there. You magic mic it all you want. Go for it. <laughs> uh, but the funny thing is, is that wow. I. Wow. Oh, wow. goodness. Um, wow. I... Wow. Wow. No, God, please, no. <laughs> no. No, that's right, Michael. No. no. I'm done. I'm done with Channing no! Tatum. Um, I, I find it, it's not out of this world where that would happen. It's you, We've seen it. Some guys have lost their jobs over some of the things oh that gosh. they've done. Yes, like the ones that have like 
been business on top, like boxers below. Or the guy. It was, on, yeah, yeah. The guy who was having a good time with himself. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, hey, you know, it, hey, some people, that's what they want to do, and that's cool. Hey, you no, know, but not during just the meeting. Not during a Zoom. <laughs> uh, the bad for me. And this, I think, is going to come as a shock. Um, the bad is Randall's acceptance of Malik's um, plea to him, being like, I got up at 430. It and, fell out of character in the current state, right? Uh, the way, I mean, I feel like Randall, and I know I, would have said, okay, you got up at 430. So what? I don't I, Get up earlier. You want this? You want to become something? You want this for your daughter? You have big dreams? Get up earlier. Now you know. Now you know what it's going to take. I don't care that you got up at 4.30, that you got to do milk and you got to do the... the it, we're all adults. But he's not an adult. He's, but he's still got a child. Kid. But he's, he's, a, he's yes, got a kid. And he's now he's still it, a child. But it, this forces him to become an adult. So we're probably going to have to deal with conversations like this in about 10 years and how we're going to handle things. When they're still children... They're... Well, when they're children, they're children. But he's got a daughter and, he, and he's got these dreams. And I understand that he's a kid. But in my opinion, and, and I know this is what I've been told, so what? Get up earlier. And how well did that work out? <laughs> That's true. That's true. I, I'm just saying I felt like that would have um, – that would have been – I would have handled it differently, number one. And then number two, I feel like I feel like Randall would have handled that differently because I feel like Randall knows what it takes and has done what it has taken since – being in middle school or whatever. Like, he that's what he's done. And I feel like that his response... I would disagree. Okay, fair enough. But the great for me, uh, two things. One is uh, I called that Randall's job was going to alert his mother about his presence. And I called that somehow him being a councilman was going to further that story. So I called that number one. That's my tie. That's the first one. But the real big I one. I like that you like shout yourself out for your I have to. achievements. Uh, hey, listen, of... the only person who's going to shout me out is me. I okay? shout you out. I, I'm just saying the only person who's going to toot my horn is me. So I'm going to toot the horn. I'm going to okay. call that. I'm going to okay. be proud of it. Let me, let me, let me, give me the W. Go for it, baby. Uh, and the next one is. You want a little ding? You want a little ding for your win? You know what? I'm not going to take a ding. Oh, I'm going to take an outstanding. I mean, this honestly does not deserve an outstanding. Randall is in two places. It's a, it's a worldwide pandemic. Randall's either at home or at work. Okay. How's his mom going to find out about him? One of those two places, baby. And it ain't going to be home. <laughs> uh, and really what I will say is that the outstanding that I did, that I did just play is really for another for, thing that you did for another thing that somebody else did. <laughs> all the writers and the editors and all the people that are involved in post. I know we both know for a fact that we are listened to in the writer's room. We, that we are listened to in the, the hey editing guys. bays. Uh, and, uh, We've had communications with them. We're your fans. We are such big fans. And the fact that people that are involved with the show listen to us is... Humbling. Humbling and beyond my comprehension. Uh, I I just can't believe it. And so, thank you, number one. And number two, you guys Um, uh, just... Folks. Yeah, you ladies and gents, you... Folks is folks, a better sure. term. Whatevs, okay? Whatevs. It's not whatevs. It's 2020. Get it straight. You folks have <laughs> nailed it. And the fact that Dan Fogelman called you out on Twitter saying uh, that the post wasn't completed until the previous day on Monday yeah. of this sh- episode airing. And then it has been like that every single episode. Um, you know, it, it, all the actors and the writers and the director, the, and they all get credit for what they have done, and everybody should. But we all have to take a step back and recognize how amazing all of these people are, the people that you don't know, the people that, the people that just pop mm-hmm. up real quick in those credits and you don't really pay attention to. All these people made that happen and made all this, all of these things happen. They make me, editors to me are like the chefs. You know, you're going to have amazing pieces of ingredients that go into a meal that you make. Sure. You know, uh, whether it's this fine meat that you got from a special meat vendor or the vegetables, like all that's the actors and the cast and everything. And they make this amazing episode, this great, I don't know, stew. 
Yep. But it's the editors that are the chefs yep. and that cut it up and make sure that there's just the right amount of everything and tweak it and tweak it and tweak it and tweak it and tweak it, tweak it until it's just right. And for them to be tweaking it on such a tight time frame, um, really, really, they're magicians. Yeah, right they, they, everybody that's involved with Post, the, the color correctors, all of it, it's just like... It blows it blows my doors off. So the fact that you guys were working on this until the day before, outstanding to them. Outstanding. I mean, it's just outstanding. All right, ready for the big three feedback? I sure am. Let's do it. And we said that's three. Big three. Big three. All right, this one comes from Eva Lee. She says, "Great episode five, Lemonades. I loved the Randall dance. So many emotions between the big three. They need to get together and express what they've been feeling all of these years. What a surprise." Uh, sorry, hold on. I just lost my spot there. What a surprise uh, with Kate. Oh my God, I think she went through some real traumatizing stuff as a teen, but this one is huge. I think we'll see what uh, Randall meet, uh, maybe his stepdad. We'll see what happens. Uh, the next one comes from Jody Bice. What do you got, Ma- Marvin? I don't know, because you haven't scrolled it up for me, so oh. I can't see on my Google Doc. Sorry. There uh, we there go. There you go. <laughs> Thank you very much. Want me to read it? Yeah, I can't okay, see this it. This one like, says comes from Jody Bice. She says, I'm just upset that we aren't going to see any new episodes until January 5th. Yes. There's no Pilgrim Rick. And most importantly, Mary. No inflatables. No inflatables. You know what? Can I just say something? For anyone out there who loves holidays as much as myself and Miguel, here is what I have decided. Blake doesn't even know this, but I came up with this amazing idea just today. Whoa, time out. What, what, Hold up. You can't this be is throwing what, this stuff at me. Listen, we need to make the most amazing like word, like thanks, thanks, Miss Eve, New Year, Valentine birthday, okay? It's literally what? just going to be when we get the vaccine and we can finally get together. I don't care if it's the 4th of friggin' July. I'm mm-hmm. putting up the tray. We're cooking a turkey. We're going to get cu- like cupcakes and birthday cakes and we're going to have fireworks and we're going to say I love you and it's going to be amazing. And we're going to drink Guinness. <laughs> No joke. I want it all. Like I want all of the holidays and birthdays that we've missed all in one. We'll put out the Halloween inflatables. We'll take out the Christmas deer. We're going to do it. Flag day. Everything. I'm going to wear red, white, and blue. Yep. National Hot Dog Day? I mean, bring it on. We are going to celebrate it all in like one jam-packed weekend, possibly one day. And I think that Miguel would totally be on with this. Miguel would be not only a member, but the president of this club. Right? What would it even be called? I don't even know. We'll Fourth call it Miguel Thanks Because we still we did kind of have Halloween, but not everybody did. So you'd have to like wear costumes, eat turkey, <laughs> open presents and have your tree. <laughs> celebrate everybody's birthday like you just have to sing happy birthday to you happy birthday to you happy birthday dear St. Patrick no like everybody like Blake and Mary and this person like everyone through your family happy birthday to you and everyone just eats cake and turkey (laughs) and candy canes so Miguel there is hope and candy canes (laughs) (laughs) oh Mary that was that was something. Okay. Uh, Does the that last mean one, that's okay that we can do that? We'll see. The last one comes from Angela Hickey. She says, I haven't come up with my review, but I'm giving myself a pat on the back for calling the Mark thing during the podcast. I had a funny, funny feeling we were not finished with that storyline. On another note, this episode was a bit on the sleepy side. I have to give my lemonades some thought, but that's okay. She called the Mark thing. And you know what? There you go, girl. Snaps. I'll, I'll give it to you. You know, here we go. Bam. Just like that. This is us does not introduce us to characters that aren't important at some point. Yes. <laughs> Candace. Candace. What's her name? Cassidy. Yeah. Let's see what she's worthy Hashtag of. Hashtag who are they? Uh, can we also, let's just talk about this real quick, Marvin. Uh, I have to give Rebecca um, all the props in the world. I think I'm going to make this into a t-shirt. Uh, who made the next birds anyway? Their kids are train wrecks. <laughs> when she's talking, oh, when Miguel's she's talking about Miguel, kids? Miguel's kids, <laughs> their kids are train wrecks. Oh my god! Oh honestly. man, if Miguel and Shelly. How she, she's like, yeah. What do you? I, who cares, Jack? Stop telling me about Miguel. I don't care. It's things that Miguel doesn't know. Rebecca said about him. Oh, that's a good point. Add that to a list. <laughs> that is a good point. Good point. Okay. Okay. Can I just talk about something that sure. has been bothering me? Yeah. Okay. For a show that has someone who has battled alcoholism. Yep. We need to have a moment to talk about Beth. 
Oh, okay, yes. Not in this episode, but in previous episodes, because she, she didn't drink in this episode. I don't. She, no, think. she had the bo- she had the glass of wine in her hand. She gave it to Randall. Never mind. And she had the angry poor. Yeah, last episode. Yeah. And she honestly had an angry poor this one. Yes, it was like a giddy angry poor. Beth in every episode is drinking. She's been boozing. And you know, like there was a time she even like went to the closet and yep. had some some wine. Yep. Now I am not to say that a girlfriend cannot have some healthy doses of of alcohol. You, you know what I mean? You do you, girl. You do you. Like many a people have drinks every single day. I was one of said people up until August. Okay, mm-hmm. COVID hit me hard, guys. I'm not gonna lie. I uh, having a few drinks every day. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, my recycling bin is as full as my neighbors, but she and her husband both drink every day and I'm the only one doing it here. So <laughs> I cut it out. Um, but I don't know if that's what also made me notice this, that I just became like, uh, you, you know, it's mommy's sippy cup and it's wine o'clock and the whole like mommy boozy culture. But it made me aware of it. And I've been noticed. I even noticed it last season with Beth. Yep. And I don't know why the writers have chosen this, that Beth has booze in her hand so frequently, especially because we have this storyline of Kevin. So I don't know if it's just like a realistic, like this is a mom of teens and this is just a mom of 2020, like this is the way that it is, or if it's something that we need to keep our eyes on a little bit. Yep, yep. Uh, Just need to put it out there. I I think it's worth talking about i don't know we'll find out in 2021 uh yeah uh so what did you think uh if you <laughs> just needed to put it out there what what'd you think um about the episode uh angela said in the big three feedback that it was a little sleepy and my content my contention would probably be to agree with her on this one uh it feels like um setting things up agreed yeah This is not a game-changing episode. Out of all the things that they are setting up, some dangling threads, what interests you most? Kevin winning an Oscar? Yes, and (laughs) by the way, by the way, for those of you, for those eagle-eyed viewers, when we see the house that he's in later on, in the future, he does have Oscars. He does. So this Uh, is the beginning. This is planting the seeds for him to have an Oscar. Right. And to take his mom, hopefully. Um, I'm interested in that. I personally am wary of the Kate possible abortion or pregnancy loss storyline because obviously she doesn't have a child or maybe even adoption. But I feel like had Kate had a baby that she had adopted, this would have been addressed by the family at some point. So to me, Kate either loses this baby or has an abortion. Um, So this is something that... I am interested in, but I'm dreading it. I'm not, it's not going to be easy. You know what I mean? Just like these race conversations between the siblings is not easy. And I really am thankful for Kate bringing that up with Kevin. That is something that I'm excited about. As a 38-year-old white woman raised in a heterosexual white family, middle class, I feel very much in line with, a lot of the things that the Pearsons go through, but I don't have um, a sibling who is a different race than I, who's a different sure. colored skin, who's gone through these things. And I have friends, but to know um, that these people went through their entire lives and like Kevin said, you know, we were always vying for mom and dad's attention, but they always wanted Kevin, uh, wanted Randall. Kevin still doesn't get it yet. The the differences and difficulties that Randall has gone through. And neither does Kate fully get it, but Kate's willing to admit that. And I'm really, really interested to see how the show delves into this, especially with everything that's gone on this year. So that is something that I'm really, really looking forward to. It's an interesting thing that happens uh, within that scene that we played at the beginning of our podcast episode, which is Kevin, before we what we played, admits that he just, he wants to win an Oscar for his mother so she can remember it. And, and he just needs to give it a, a, a performance that isn't tired. And that was the chief the insult that Randall had for mm-hmm. Kevin in their big blowout. You know, everything that you do is tired. Every performance you've ever done is just tired. And I think Kevin says that just unwittingly. Like, yeah. I just... And 
you know, what it comes down to is that Kevin does have some daddy issues. And, uh, and the fact remains that his daddy issues have kind of transferred into he's always looking for approval. Yes. And perhaps his, his approval need has transferred to Randall. Do you think that is fair to say? Or do you think that is um, – is that something that is just subconsciously weighing on him? Is that something that's a really that is a good question? I don't know. I feel like the big three have been closer up until this point, you know, that mm-hmm. they would be in contact more. And Kevin lived close to Kate and they would see each other a lot. And now Kevin now with the pandemic, Kevin's not able to see these people that much, you know, um, so he doesn't get just that feedback. And whether it's praise or just some kind of a feedback, yeah. you know what I mean? It, I don't know. And it just goes to show you how off. Kevin is in his thinking. I I don't think he means it to be this way, but the way that it is portrayed in the show is our parents were always on Randall. They, They totally gave all their bit of attention to him. Yet it was this episode where the show is telling us that it was Kevin who a lot of their time has been spent with. And, uh, a lot of their efforts, especially as a baby and then as a kid, uh, a lot of their efforts went into Kevin. And yes, things had been missed, but I just find it ironic that an episode like this is so Kevin-centric, yet he is telling us, hey, your parents always were always on top of Randall. And yeah, he went to this fancy school, whatever, but, you know, the, it, it wasn't, it, he was fine. Trust me, Kate. And I, I find that ironic that it's it's in this episode that this happens. I, yeah, and I do enjoy Kevin's constant evolution as a character. I think that he is the most selfish um, f- from the beginning of the series, sure. and obviously he deals with his own demons. Um, you know, he deals with his his lack of stability in relationships, and. I like that his character continues to evolve, even though he's getting many of the things that he wants right now in regards to he's getting a family and he has a fiance, things that Kevin has been longing for this entire time that we've gotten to know Mm -hmm. him. What we're really realizing is that a lot of this is some kind of like jealousy or just always comparing himself to Randall. Um, Yeah, it's that he feel that like inadequacy that, Maybe if his dad was still alive, he would say, Kevin, man, you've always been loved. You've always been special. Right, right, right. You know, you don't need someone to tell you this every day. You don't need to win awards. You don't need the attaboy. Yeah. But, you know, I've often related how I feel frequently in my life like Kevin because I was... Uh, I have my adults, uh, my older sister, who is severely handicapped. I have my brother, who, God bless him, did every stupid thing under the sun. Um, (laughs) Somehow caught a squirrel with his bare hands and it bit him, ate all the poisonous mushrooms. Like, literally, my baby brother was just, like, constant need of attention. So my parents honestly couldn't spend time with me. They couldn't watch me. Um, You know, it's something that I realized as I progressed in life and I decided to go into the performance category just like Kevin, because I didn't feel seen. Right. And I do think that that is, I see that in him. And I too don't necessarily remember much of my childhood, my parents paying attention to me. Right. But they, but now as a parent, I know they did. Right. I know they did. And that's why I turned out the way that I did. And it's why that Kevin turned out the way that he did all of his success in life is because his parents made those investments in him and is because they gave him that love. And and Jack and Rebecca, especially. Not all of his success. I know yeah. some of it's well, his. But, but Jack is the person who gave him his work ethic. Uh, yes. And that, you know, that comes from that. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's, that this show, this episode proves that. Yes. And the, the way that Jack went about it, may not have been the best. I mean, he's sitting there calling his son soft to Rebecca while Kevin is upstairs listening to the conversation. Yeah, not great, Bob. Uh, I would I would agree. Not great, Bob. But it wasn't intentional, obviously. It wasn't like, you're soft, Kevin. It's just a conversation between parents. I know that we have said things about our children uh, that we probably wouldn't say in front of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I can't blame Jack for it, but what you can like the do... the fact that our daughter is actually a Slytherin... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm a Gryffindor. No, you're not. You're a wizard, Harry. Maybe I'm a Hufflepuff. That will be the last thing you are. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but there is a kernel of truth to the fact that the way that Jack handles things in his life, the way that, yeah, you d- just push through it, be a man, understand where you are, take it. Uh, that gives these kids certain neuroses, you know, uh, mm-hmm. especially uh, Jack, I'm sorry, especially Kevin and Randall. Um, another thing that comes up between Kevin and Randall is the fact that Randall says to Kevin, oh, as their children, being me at my school, I have to be the best. And it zoop, goes right over Kevin's head. Right over him. Just, that's it. And what Kevin needed to hear, because Kevin was so thick at this time and couldn't understand, was being the only black kid at my school. Right. Means that I need to be the best. And this is another subtle thing that mm-hmm. th- this was, I really liked this inclusion a lot because this is another subtle way that they're getting this dichotomy into the show where yes. it's not overtly like in yeah. your face, but it's there. And if you're engaged, you see it. I want to give major props to this actor too, the actor of teenage. And, you know, child, eight, eight year, eighth grader, okay. you know, um, Randall, because he has to be addressing these racial issues in a subtle way. Yes. You know, with the knowledge of the present time frame that we're in. You know what I mean? I just think he's doing an extraordinary job. And I think that it's a lot to ask of a child actor. And he is handling it incredibly, incredibly well. Yep. Can we um, spend a little time on Kate? Oh, uh, future Kate or young Kate? Future. Okay, future Kate. What Ultrasound time. They name the baby Chloe. And of course, she's, you know, doing the FaceTime so that Toby can see the baby. And of course, it's like, look at there's little baby Chloe. And baby mama freaks out. Mm-hmm. Understandably. Like, even if she didn't have an issue with I don't the name know. Chloe. Really? I don't know. I feel like that was. I'm kind of out on this girl, Ellie. I'm out on her. Well, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen either. But just, I, I just feel like that was just overly sensitive and i get hormones are raging pregnant i was just gonna say do you really i get it i get it (laughs) totally get it but uh you know i i was asked if i would be a surrogate um and when was this oh from our man of honor oh okay yes um and i don't you and i had to talk about this yes and I actually had other friends ask if I could donate eggs um, for them because they were having difficulty with their own. And you were actually the one that was like, Mary, I don't think you're going to be able to handle, you know, seeing because these people will be involved in your life. I don't think you'll be able to handle like seeing yes. these children who have your tendency, you know, have characteristics of you and they're not yours. And you just have to like hand the baby over. Yeah. And it just made this light bulb where I was like, you're right. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could raise a child in my womb uh, for nine months. And I know that some people have and I know um, a few friends who've actually like offered it and have done it for other friends. And I think that that was one of the most amazingly selfless things that you can do. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, yeah. it's, uh, God bless you for those of you who can do it. But as I saw this scene, it brought me back to yeah. having to tell my friend, I don't think I could do this yep. and how I would have felt. And I wasn't even pregnant. So to see the baby mama yep. and have that response, that's why I'm saying like, yes, the name Chloe bothered her, but part of me thinks like any name would have bothered her. Uh, probably. Uh, I still feel like it's a little much, but you know what? Hey, it is what it is. How do you feel about the whole Kate pregnancy thing? Teenage Kate? Teenage Kate pregnancy thing. Um, is it earned? Is it not earned? Is it something that you feel like they just took a dart and they went, Whoosh. I mean, no, I know, I, I know they, they replayed that whole scene yeah. from last season where, 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 you know, they go up to visit yes. Kevin and whatever. And I think that was excellent. I love how they recontextualize that scene uh, with Kate saying, no, nah, I'm, I'm not yeah. going, I'll be, I'll be fine. Do you think that was planned? Do you think that was a dart? Uh, I mean, I feel like as long as Mark's been in the picture, we knew that something very traumatic was going to be happening to Kate. Yes. So I feel like we knew the Mark storyline wasn't going to be ending, that there still was some unanswered stuff. And I'm in very interested and I'm impressed for them to be going down this route. I would prefer teenage Kate over Randall's daughters right now. Sure. I think with Malik having a daughter, you know, we already are into the idea of um, teenage pregnancy and raising a baby. So I do think that it is an issue that, once again, a lot of people see themselves 
have in their lives and that's something that this is us i'm proud of that they they address a lot of these things that we deal with in real life teenage pregnancy is one of them um the the idea um of going through abortion with unwanted pregnancies is something that um is is talked about amongst people or that some people have had to make a choice about either way so it's not an easy thing and i really I am interested to see how Kate has this conversation with Toby where she says, I haven't told everyone, anyone about this. Yeah. I haven't even told my siblings. Yeah, yeah. And um, for her to feel the need to come out with this, you know, because so, she's driving with the clip we paid with Kevin and she's saying, you know, a lot of us have things to deal with. That's, of course, what she's referring to. She's yeah. referring to this very challenging experience that she went through that we still don't fully know yet, but um, we can allude to. So I don't know. I'm interested in it. I I haven't loved a lot of Kate's stories any age. Yep, I agree. Um, but I really, really love this actress, yep. the the actress playing younger Kate, and I do teenage th- Kate. Yeah, teenage Kate, yeah. and I do think that this is going to be, um, you know, storyline that gives a bit more. Even more depth to Kate. I think yep. that even though she's had her own struggles with with weight and with infertility, um, obviously with the guilt and loss of her dad, I don't know. It's just another complicated layer because we do often see her as just this optimistic person right now mm-hmm. who's kind of flat, you know, like living the mom life. Um, so I don't know. There's more to her than what we've known, obviously. Yes. And I like it because we know... Uh, because we're looking at this from God's point of view, like from the from the the, the top the <laughs> from macro, the future, yeah, from the macro <laughs> level here, we know that teenage Kate pulls away from Rebecca yes. and in a big way and transforms herself, and then ultimately starts really having weight issues. We've always wondered, okay, what was the thing? Why did she do this? And obviously, this is it. I wonder, you know, because it, it does feel like. And guess what? It's like it feels like they 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 spun the wheel and they said, "Okay, spin the wheel for Kate." Uh, pregnant, you know, like but I as much as I say that, like in the writers room they spun the wheel. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Thing. I don't think that they did. As much as I say that as a joke, I don't think that they did that. And part of me thinks that this has been in, in the works. Agreed. For a while. Agreed. Uh, specifically because they took that scene and they recontextualized it. I remember that happening at the time, being like, okay, why is Kate not going? Mm-hmm. You know, and I, mm-hmm. and like, it, we kind of just brushed it off like it was just something. Um, this has been the plan. This has been, I think this has been the plan. And I applaud them for trying yet another very difficult topic. Because honestly, like, this is teenage pregnancy is something that happens. A lot. Right. A lot. And it's not something that you really see on TV or of someone being able to be successful. Um, you know, so seeing Malik saying, like, that's the other thing is we got to have Malik talking about I'm a young teenage dad and I have to do all these things for my baby. So I thought it was interesting to mirror teenage Kate mm-hmm. and then Malik going through all of his stuff. By the way, I know you were saying that you think that Randall would have gone off on Malik. I don't a think he would have gone more. off. I think he would have just said, well, you got responsibilities. Buck up. I don't think so because I feel like, you know, this is his daughter's boyfriend. And I don't think he would have necessarily handled it that way with his daughters. And Malik means a lot. This isn't just an intern. This isn't just someone coming to visit. This is, um, you know, a, somewhat of a family member. He's in their COVID bubble. So, and, he, and Randall really likes Malik. Yeah, but like in all things in good writing... I feel like you can make an argument either way. I don't think Agreed. one. I don't think Agreed. one way is right or one way is wrong. The way that I interpret him handling it is okay. You got a daughter. Yes, you do. You have to do what it takes for her. I feel like if you say I have a daughter, it makes Randall a softy. I mean, we saw how he reacted to his therapist. That's true. Oh, he's got a daughter. Like I just think I think that that's the magic button with Randall. You know, he's got three daughters. Like, okay, I get it, man. Randall's messed up a lot too. Yeah. He is. I don't know. I just 
And let's be real. His pants stayed on. I think if his pants came off in the video, it would have been a very a different reaction. Different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one last thing I want to call out is yeah. this great shot. I love when directors do this, mm-hmm. when they take a shot. Uh, uh, and in this particular case, Jack at the sink drinking water. Yes. And it's beard Jack. And then all of a sudden it switches like that yep. to mustache, mustache Jack. Jack. And then it goes back to Beard Jack as he's walking up the stairs and and Kevin's crying and he goes to open the door. You could see it in him. He's like, yes. oh man, all right, fine. Like, what, I'll okay, do it. I'll do it. And then the kid stops and mm-hmm. it's just like, oh. I can't I, believe though you didn't want to talk about Randall's mom, birth mom. We haven't talked about that yet. The, the viral oh, video yeah. going on and then... Well, I've, I've already claimed my victory on that. I, I didn't want to rub it in anymore. I got my attaboy. Okay. Um... I will say it's interesting. It's it's perfectly in time with what things happen. I agreed. And I'll say this. Kate being pregnant is far more organic than the mother being shoehorned into the into the season. <sighs> yes. I'll say that. I will say that. But the way that uh, potentially the mother or the, the guy, the Vietnamese guy, learns of this is definitely real. Him and, yes. and Randall, you know, flipping through all the memes and all the gifts oh of God. him. Love it. Uh, all very real. Totally would have happened. <laughs> Loved every second yes. of that. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Uh, <sighs> it's okay. It's okay. So are you ready to do some in or out, Mom? I am. Before we do the in or out, what is it brought to you by? I don't know because it's not showing in my Google Doc. <laughs> It's brought to you by Minute with Mary. <laughs> Minute with Mary, of course, is your one-stop shop for all things beauty and skincare. And in this month, the month of November, I'm running for a promotion. And this is a really big deal. So if you've ever wanted to try out some mascara or a new lip product, or maybe you're on the market for some absolutely positively dynamite eye cream. If 2020 has left you haggard, guys, I got you. I got you. And I'm saying guys, and I mean folks. No matter what, we can all use a little eye cream because you want to know who else is using my eye cream? <coughs> That's right. Mr. Blake. He not- started using it. Shame. You're not supposed to say that, Mary. Why not? Because. You're going to be leaving 2020 looking like like Benjamin Button at this point. Okay? <laughs> so <laughs> head on over to Minute with Mary or search the hashtag Minute with Mary if you have any questions. What's it going to be, McFly? Are you in? All right. all right, what has slowly or quickly become my favorite segment, I think, in all of our podcast episodes, it is now time for In or Out. Okay. Marvin, In or Out on Dancing With Your Shirt Off. I've never done that, and I especially wouldn't do it now because I have a boo-boo on my belly. <laughs> the poor thing. Oh, it still She's hurts. got a mole removed. And they, like, quarterized it, and it's just... Hurts. <laughs> uh, in a route, owning a restaurant like Malik. Out, 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 out. Way, way out. Ew, I hate. It depends on the restaurant. If you like, you're just serving bagels. Okay, cool. You're doing donuts. Okay, cool. But like full service restaurant. No, nope. way out. Too much to manage. No, way too no, many thank things. You. No, don't want any part of that. You got to have all the different. The serve safe alone. Is just it's, it's too much it's for me to handle. The roof. Too much. Never mind the accounting. Never mind the staffing. Never mind the purchasing. Just the serve safe <sighs> sucks. I will stick to podcasting in my basement <laughs> all day, baby. <laughs> Interrupt. Letting your kids play football. I'm not going to. Really? Yep. See, I'm kind of in. If that if my kid wants to play football, I'm not going to tell him no. Okay. If he wants to quit, I will do. I'll do the jack and be like, "No, you're not quitting." Yeah, I'm all set. I'm gonna do the the Rebecca. <laughs> it's okay, honey. You come here. Mommy will take care of. Listen to your mumsy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, in or out uh, on crying it out. As with anything, it's the parents' choice. But you, what 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 is? Are you in or out? Out. I'm in. I know you are. Crying it out was, it was hard, but it was the best thing that we could do for us. But also I went away. Like for crying out to actually happen, I had to leave the house and stay out of the house for many nights. That's true. So part of me doesn't know. Like, could is it just because they couldn't smell me? Who knows? I, I we'll, mean, we'll never know. Maybe, uh, maybe. But cr- cr- for our kids, crying it out was right because they, all they did, and, and kind of to this day, they still just, they just want mama. and. Yep. 
you got to break that. Like <laughs> they do still want me. It's it's hot, man. It's wicked hot. I oh, I, and I know it's hot. They're to mammals. Do That's what mammal babies do. <laughs> we ain't nothing but mammals. <laughs> <laughs> in or out on flashcards. Toast in. Oh, so out. And colored. Ew. Why so are you out. so abrasively loud? Oh, it's just so flashcards. I'm out on flashcards. Obviously, I got a better SAT score. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was done. <laughs> I think this might be the longest running joke in Mary and Blake media. The fact that Mary got better SATs than me. That may have appeared in, in like our first episode of podcasting we've ever done. It was from our old parenting podcast. Yes, Mary, you did better in the SATs. Yes, Mary, you're smarter than me. Yes, Mary, you're better at school than me. Sure. Okay? Maybe it's all because of the flashcards I used. Add a girl, okay? Just saying. There you go. I toot my horn today. You can toot your own horn today. Yeah, thanks. Uh, in or out on ultrasound pictures? In. I'm out. My God. No, you're not. You oogled and no, ogled. No, and... no, 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 Oh, you no. that little foot and you got the head and the little nose. I'm out. Because you can't see nothing. It's all blob. No. Our ultrasounds were not blobs. For the most part. Oh my gosh. They were they were blobs. You, were just you know what I'm really out on? Those four You're so negative right now. Those four D ones, the four D ultrasounds. What's four D? Or whatever you mean it is. 3D? The three D, sure. Whatever. What would four D even mean? That it could touch you? <laughs> it pops out. <laughs> Gross. It's like alien. Hi, mom. No, yeah, I'm out on the because it's like weird how like their their face is all scrunched up and you know, like, oh man, nope, I'm out. I'm out on the 3D ones. I'm in. Uh, all right, that is it. That is it for the okay. in or out. Uh, you ready for some hot takes? Yes. Let's do it. All right. Mary, do you have a hot take? I do. Okay, what's your hot take? That Beth's drinking is going to lead to something. Good job. Okay, I'll give you that one. Okay. I can do that. Thanks. I'm in on that. Thank you. Uh, for me, my hot take is something... It might even just be... That Deja or Tess starts drinking. Oh, that is a hot, that's a flaming hot take. Because she has it and she like has open bottles and stuff. You're welcome. Mary, that is a, that is a nuclear take. <laughs> You're welcome. That is great. That might be your most hot take oh you've God. ever had. Oh, really? In this, in this show? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, thanks. Uh, that is, that is scorching. Okay. All right. Uh, for me. I get the sense that something is going to happen with Malik. What do you even mean? That something, poor little... Something bad. Something bad. Deja and Randall are having this great thing. Randall is talking about his daughter. I'm sorry. Um, Malik is talking about his daughter, how he's got big dreams. Uh, he's going to work hard. And he's got the internship. Does anybody have a happily ever after on this show? Uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, I think so. But something just feels... I would hate to watch a show you wrote. Uh, it, it, would, it would be pretty sour and it dour. Would. It really would. Everybody would die. <laughs> It'd be, be depressed. Whereas Damon Lindelof, how did, what did he call me? Like a happy little a happy elf? happy little elf. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, ladies and gents. Damon Lindelof, the creator of Lost and showrunner of The Leftovers and uh, the latest iteration of Watchmen. We spoke with him a number of times for our Leftovers podcast <laughs> and directly to Mary's face said, you are a happy little elf. Because <laughs> I was like, maybe everyone who disappeared the leftovers is okay. Oh, Mary. <laughs> He's like, yeah, Mary, you happy yeah. little elf. <laughs> so I just feel like something bad is going to happen to Malik. Okay. One form or another. Like he's gonna go and he's gonna get himself involved in some oh my protests. God. Maybe it's gonna be like um, a walk to remember, but instead of Mandy Moore dying from cancer, it's Malik. Always remember. Oh my goodness! It was late afternoon. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm gonna, uh, you don't think Malik's gonna like have this tragic love story and then die? Uh, well, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I thought. No, you no, meant, you're seeing something sad. I, I thought you meant literally, like he would die from cancer, just like how Mandy Moore would die. Yeah. Hashtag spoiler alert and oh, walk sorry. to remember. <laughs> Whatever. It's, the movie's like 20 years old. Uh, all right, you ready to close this bad boy out? Yes. Let's do it. 
Thank you all so incredibly much for tuning in. Don't forget, This Is Us is not coming back until January. Why, you may ask? <laughs> 2020. Have you seen the <laughs> Rockefeller tree? If you haven't... Oh, 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 oh. oh not great, Bob. <laughs> you know what you won't want to watch on NBC? The lighting of that sucker. <laughs> will, oh, thing's going to go up in flames. Seriously. Christmas time is here. <laughs> go to Trader Joe's and get yourself a Grinch tree and just light that sucker up. It looks better. Listen, I know, I know. We love This Is Us and we need to just be thankful that we've been able to have this few episodes. If you've enjoyed it, no joke, if you're on social media, if you're on Twitter, tweet the people who made this show possible. Find all those people's names and those fast-scrolling credits and be like, you did a dang good job and I cannot wait to see what you do in 2021. Yeah, absolutely. And remember, uh, for those of you who are out there watching us live right now, and for those of you in the podcast verse, if you're listening to this in the app, please do give us a written review and some stars. We would love the fivers, but if you give us a four or three, we understand. We want to know the real truth behind what you feel like. Not five stars. Johnny. (laughs) Four stars is so... Alexis, I think my Moira is better than your Moira. It is. is. Um, Please do go ahead and do that. And remember that we're doing the After Dark Show. So when you watch us live, you can join us for the After Dark Show. And I guess that's it. That's it. My name's Mary. My name's Blake. And this is us too. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.